Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Number two here, primetime action on MSG Plus, VEASAN, Matt Brown, Adam Candy, Kelly Bidlin, Danielle Alvaro. You should follow us on the Twitter machine because it's free at Matt Brown M2, at Adam Candy, at Danielle Alvaro, and at Kelly VEASAN. Some of us better than others, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll let you decide. Who's better? You're still going with others. this. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, know, you're, you know, some of us You really better. think your Twitter is that strong us, that you should be dragging better. the rest of us? Some of us better than others. Uh, Kelly, we have a lot of things going on in the world of sports. Can you give us updates? Yeah, let's hit the NBA first. Nets 38, Celtics 26. We're still in the first quarter, 30 seconds left. Uh, Nets 14 and a half point live favorites, 237 and a half. And Joe Harris has hit roughly a million and a half threes <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Uh, let's see. We've got one hockey game underway. Maple Leafs and Canadians first period. Halfway through the first, it is 0-0 still in that game. If you wanted to hop in live, Maple Leafs minus 190, Canadians plus 155. Uh, 4.5 is your live total shaded to the over over in Major League Baseball. Cubs and Pirates all tied up at three, top of the fifth inning. Uh Pirates and Cubs, both about minus 115 live. Ten and a half is your live total. Phillies up on the Marlins, two to nothing, bottom of the fourth. Phillies minus 280 live. Marlins plus 225 and five and a half the total in that game. Reds leading the Nationals, one nothing, bottom of the fourth inning. Nationals minus, they're still favored, minus 135. Reds plus 105 and five and a half. 
the total in that game. Rockies and Mets all tied up at one, bottom of the third. Mets minus 380 live, though, still. Rockies plus 290 and 7.5 the live total. Padres, Brewers scoreless, top of the second inning. Brewers minus 160 live, Padres plus 130, 5.5 the total in that game. And the Blue Jays with a 2 nothing lead over the Yankees, bottom of the third now in that game. If you wanted to hop in on Yankees live and get plus 140 on them, 8.5 is the live total. Uh, Indians leading the Tigers, one nothing top of the fourth inning. Indians minus 230 live, Tigers plus 185, and 6.5 the total in that game. Royals and Rays all tied up at one, bottom of the fourth Rays minus 230, Royals plus 185 on the comeback, and 6.5 the live total in that game. Orioles and Twins scoreless, top of the second. Twins minus 210, Orioles plus 178.5 the live total. And uh, one other game going on, Braves leading the Red Sox 2-1, to one, top of the third. Braves minus 150 live, Red Sox plus 120, 10.5 your live total. A couple of first pitches coming here in about 10 minutes. We have the Dodgers and the Astros. The Astros, a rare home dog for uh, this one because it is Clayton Kershaw on the hill for the Dodgers. Zach Greinke on the hill for the Astros. Minus 120 on Kershaw and the Dodgers. About even money, maybe a little bit of plus money if you want Greinke and the Astros. And then we have uh, the Cardinals. And the White Sox here in about 10 minutes as well. Jack Flaherty on the hill for the Cardinals. Lucas Giolito on the hill for the White Sox. Minus 135-ish, minus 140-ish kind of if you want to take Giolito and the White Sox. You're getting about plus 120 if you want to come back on Flaherty and the Cardinals. This is one of those, uh, if you've been following us here following us here on Primetime Action, we've been talking about Flaherty and how he might make some of these old school Baseball betters uh, have to have to really have some soul searching here when it comes to the Cy Young Award, Adam. Because uh, as we sit right now, Flaherty seven and zero before we even get to June has a chance to move to eight and zero before we even get to June tonight. Peripherals not near as good as some of the other guys out there, but not terrible either. And in an era where pitch counts are so so held to so strong and guys don't go five innings even a lot of times and things like that, he's put his team in a chance to win a lot and, again, could go for win number eight tonight. Well, I think we crossed that bridge with Jacob deGrom a couple of years ago. I think the, the voters have come around to looking at the underlyings, and even if the underlying for them is ERA versus wins, and you saw it with deGrom when they weren't giving him any run support, and he still won the Cy Young. Uh, quick ones for this Dodgers-Astros game. Got a couple of hitters with long histories against Zach Greinke. Uh, Justin Turner over one and a half bases. Chris Taylor over one and a half bases, minus 110, plus 115. Both guys with great expected slugging percentage against Zach Greinke. Yeah, pretty interesting here. We'll certainly be updating that one because, uh, again, a very rare time for uh, for the for the Astros to be a, a home dog. I think it's maybe only the I think it's under 10 times, I think, over the last few seasons that they've done that. So it is primetime action here on uh, MSG Plus and VEASAN. And we're going to head to a very, very smart man. Um, he's going to talk all kinds of NFL. He is, uh, with Pro Football Focus, he is the VP of Research and Development for PFF. Eric Eager. Eric, what's going on, my man? Man, the, the NFL offseason, you know, it promised four months of quietness. But, of course, uh, <laughs> the only thing it delivers is, uh, is entertainment. They are they are very good at keeping us engaged all year long. It has become an art form, and I got to tip my cap to them for that. 
Absolutely. And, and the, the crazy thing is, so it was a league where you think about baseball, remember how, you know, March, th- or sorry, July 31st was always the date uh, that we all like worried about, cared about. And football waited until it was super popular before, you know, veteran players were really traded with the frequency that they are now. And sort of they just had another uh, trump card to pull out of their, uh, out of their pocket uh, right when we thought that Football would be a nine-month sport, not a 12-month sport. So let's start with the big kind of story that came out of out of last night. You know, Kenny Mayne has his final sports center, and of course he pulls out the big guns, and Aaron Rodgers comes on, and we uh, we know the we know the drama. You haven't been living; people haven't been living under a rock. You know that he's he's been holding out and wants to be traded, et cetera, et cetera. But um, you know, from what I gathered, it definitely seemed like a dude to me. The way, like the laissez-faire attitude that was going on and all that, like. Kind of doesn't. It seems I keep saying like I think he either gets traded or he just doesn't play this year. And it certainly seemed to me like a guy who seemed pretty content with his decision and a guy that has wants nothing to do with this front office anymore. I mean, when he comes out and says it's a difference of philosophy, um, to me that speaks volumes. Am I drawing too much from this, or did you kind of get what I got? Yeah, I mean, you think about him doing Jeopardy. That seems so long ago, but that was this offseason. You look at, um, you know, the the fun the guy appears to be having, the how much he enjoyed this past season. I mean, he was on, um, you know, Andrew Brand's podcast. He was on, or Kyle Brand's podcast. And then he was on uh, McAfee's podcast as well. Like, he was just enjoying himself. And obviously, that gave rise to one of his best seasons. Um, but, you know, ever since they drafted Jordan Love, the guy seems to just simply want to enjoy life um and you know that and now when you know the off season when the packers want to require a ton out of him i think he's sitting there saying look like you haven't given me much in return i'm not going to give you much in return i love this game but you know i can take it or leave it and obviously you know being in rural wisconsin this time of year is probably not something he wants to do given that he's (laughs) got a lot of other options i I, i'm very much of the you know in the agreement that like he might just retire like he's got so many more irons in the fire things he's good at um but the market does seem i don't I, i haven't checked the numbers today but the market does seem to be moving away from teams like denver um and away from teams like minnesota and chicago at least in the north standings um, sort of signaling maybe that a trade isn't necessarily uh, as as much of a lock as it was, let's say, a month ago. Looking here at the odds from DraftKings, Packers to take first snap for uh, Aaron Rodgers next year, minus 167 on the Packers, plus 140 on the Broncos. Raiders is 10 to 1. Everybody else gets longer than that. And, of course, I mean, Eric, we can't quantify so much of this, right? Like these are odds that we're looking at and they're moving on air with reports that we're all reading into at the same time. So how would you even approach a market like this if you said, okay, I really want to get involved in this one? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have a couple uh, articles on PFF. Like one of them is our power rankings where we had Rogers full strength in for the Packers. Um, Their power rating was about three points better than the, average team on a neutral field, maybe three and a half um, and fourth place in the entire NFL behind Kansas city, Tampa Bay um, and Buffalo. Uh, When we looked at the odds for each game and we used a model to sort of like, you know, reverse engineer how good the teams were, the market had the Packers about 0.8 points better than the average team on a neutral field. 
Uh, Rodgers, you know, is anywhere from six to eight points better than than a replacement level quarterback. So you can imagine if they had Jordan Love there, first round pick, they'd probably be what two points worse than the average team on a neutral field, maybe one and a half with that coaching staff. So it, it, it's really clear that they're just sort of splitting that difference um, right now, which. If you're a better, you absolutely love, right? Because you don't necessarily have to go and bet the numbers on the screen there. You you can just simply bet game by game. Week one against the Saints, they're three-point dogs at home. Total on the game, you know, 50, 50, and 51. Like, if you think Jordan Love's going to start the game, bet the under. You know, like, you know, you don't necessarily have to, um, you know, go full on on what you think Rogers will happen with Rodgers, but you can make better bets, you know, week by, in those week-by-week week markets just by sort of, you know, basically taking the market, you know, sort of trying to straddle two things that are diametrically opposite of each other. So, Eric, the other big news, of course, over the last couple of days, Julio Jones. I mean, this was something that the smoke started around the draft as well. And we heard, we knew no matter what, that it was going to be a post-June 1 type thing. It was even said when the smoke started around the draft that it was going to be a post-June 1 thing. Typically, we, uh, you know, this stuff kind of dies down. Well, here we are again with, you know, it looking like Julio Jones might be on the move somewhere. One, do you believe, do, do you buy into this one strictly because of all the circumstances that are going on with this behind the scenes? And then two, you know, what do you think, what do you think's left here? What do you think teams are going to have to give up to get him? And, and where, where's a, where's a good fit or something that at least logically makes sense? Yeah, we like the Falcons in the win total market. They open at seven minus 140. It's now seven and a half. I still think it's minus 140. Um, we have Kyle Pitts at about worth about uh, one third of a win above replacement in his first year. We have Julio this year, about half a win. So, like, we kind of see that as a little bit of a loss for Atlanta if they just go from Pitts, Pitts and Julio to just Pitts. Um, so, it, it's a it's a rough one for Atlanta, but I still think they're they're going to be competitive with respect to their win total. Um, I do think it happens. You know, I, I do think that, um, you know, the, the real question to me is, is there going to be a team to step up to the plate and give the number one draft pick that the Atlanta Falcons want, excuse me, want? Because I just, for, I, I just don't think, like, the Falcons are really going to settle for a two and a four, which I think is a fair market value given the contract. But... Um, that's probably all they're going to get because if they could have gotten, uh, you know, a one, they probably would have agreed in principle to a deal by now. You and George on the PFF forecast had a great discussion about this in which you said, if you're the Falcons, you pretty much have to accept you're not getting a fair trade if you trade Julio Jones because Julio Jones, despite the fact that he only played nine games last year, is still performing at an elite level when he's on the field. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the really hard thing. Like when you look at... Um, you know, he's a bigger receiver. Um, you know, they can go either way, right? You saw Terrell Owens play until he's well into late, you know, his 30s, um, that sort of like big body receiver. But you've seen many of them that have broken down. And Julio has only played 900 snaps. He hasn't played more than 900 snaps in a few years now. Um, but when he's on the field, he's as productive on a per route basis as any wide receiver in the NFL. So if somebody acquires him, I think LA Chargers would be a great team. I think the Tennessee Titans, who. I think are a huge fade right now if they don't acquire him. Uh, if they get him, they could, you know, turn the fortunes of that franchise a little bit uh, back towards trying to repeat for the AFC South title. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, for the Falcons, you know, the you know, I, I like Thomas Dimitrov a lot. I think you took a team to the Super Bowl, but like the situation that they were left in, um, you know, none of the none of the, the you know behind any of the doors this off season, there's not really going to be 
you know, anything uh, to really smile at uh, as far as options. Like every option they have has has kind of bad consequences. And this is the year where, you know, they just sort of swallow a lot of that. Uh, hope Arthur Smith, hope Kyle Pitts can sort of get them out of that clay uh, in, uh, back onto the road, um, you know, for 2022 and beyond. Eric, you mentioned the Chargers, and that's actually my favorite landing spot. We were talking about this last night, and I was like, man, I would really, really love to see him land with the Chargers, just strictly from a fan standpoint, like just to see what, what that offense could do with him. What does that do to the Chargers as a team in your in your mind? Because, I mean, you know, we saw them take some some steps last year. Of course, now in year two we're here with Herbert, we expect, you know, bigger and better things from him as well. In your mind, what does this kind of do to a Chargers team? Well, I think the Chargers are actually a fade unless they get, you know, unless they add a little bit. And here's why. I think when you look at them, you know, you have a second-year quarterback, a guy who, and I don't remember which podcast we talked about or what show we talked about this on, but, like, he had some very unstable statistics last year. He had a, a higher pass rating, a higher yards per attempt, went under pressure than when clean, which is generally not, you know, it doesn't happen, right? And generally speaking, a guy regresses under pressure and he stays about who he was when clean, which is a bottom third of the league passer. So you you add to that the noise that Herbert's probably going to experience to having a second offensive coordinator in as many seasons for a young guy, um, you know, moving on from Shane Steichen and the previous regime, um, having just one wide receiver who I think is a, is a legitimate playmaker in Keenan Allen, um, and a defense that's probably going to regress from, uh, you know, even where they were a season ago, where they were a pretty good unit, but they're going to have to, you know, again, incorporate a new coach and things like that. And also playing in a division where, you know, most of the teams are, are you know, there, there aren't any, you know, cupcakes in that division. So I think the Chargers are a fade. Now, this could be a situation where you bring in Julio Jones and it turns them from, you know, it, it allows them to overcome a lot of those things, which I think. Um, you know, would make would would make them less like a less of an under bet for me moving forward. Eric, obviously, we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs, and if I try to tie these two things together, my, most people would say, "Why are we talking to the NFL guy about the NBA playoffs?" But an interesting discussion uh, that I was enjoying on your podcast last time around about live betting in the NBA and live betting in the NHL. And obviously here on Primetime Action, we talk a lot about live betting, but I thought you guys had a great discussion about philosophy when it comes to noise, when it comes to the NBA and figuring out what's noise and what's not versus noise in the NHL and how you apply that to live betting like we do with these playoff games that we have here tonight. Yeah, I mean, live betting in football can be extremely frustrating because you know, it's sort of that, uh, that 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 phrase, you know, the market can stay uh, irrational longer than I can stay solvent. I think the NFL, you know, with the 16, so well, not 17 game season, um, you know, only 32 teams, like there aren't that many games. Whereas, so you, you know, I'm much better, you know, better at live betting NBA or WNBA than I am NFL because all the assumptions that you have about things turning around are going to be more true in a game with 100 possessions than a game with, 20 possessions but you know when you look at the nfl the places obviously to look and i just told you about one with herbert you, know, you have a guy really good when under under pressure not so good when clean clean stable pressures unstable so you sort of gravitate towards the stable metric it's going to be this sort of same thing if a team is converting a ton of third downs or a team is is you know 
hitting on every a touchdown in every single red zone opportunity, you probably don't want to get over exuberant and live bet the over. Um, whereas, you know, I talked about the Buffalo San Fran game last year, total, so I think in the low 50s, maybe high 40s, first three possessions of the game are all long drives that ended in, in the opponent's territory. It's like, that's a, a live overhead probably bet, especially at a good number, let's say in the low 40s. So there's tons of, I mean, this is the time, I mean, sort of think about as you're, as you're approaching September, your strategy for live betting. And I think what's interesting is like, again, given this sort of ubiquity and the growingness of this live market, I, I, I think that there are many unique ways to go about betting it and you just have to find that right angle sides and totals at one o'clock uh, on a sunday hard to beat live is not so bad let's talk about the afc east real quick before we let you go um couple of New York teams in that division with the Bills and the Jets. Bills favored right now at DraftKings minus 150 to win the AFC East. Dolphins plus 325 and the Patriots plus 350. Do you think the Dolphins and Patriots have the what did enough in the offseason to take that big of a leap to where they might be able to overtake the Bills here in that division. I mean, one of the things I really like about the Bills, and I'm not a certainly not a Mr. Trubisky fan by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, if Josh Allen were to go down, you do have Mr. Trubisky to turn to as far as as getting you through a few games. Hopefully, you know, until Josh Allen gets back, I think that's a pretty big thing here in the NFL as well. So whenever I look at these division odds, I always say, well, you know, if this guy goes down, it could be horrible for them. But I think the Bills are actually in a fairly decent spot when it comes to that. Um, what what do you think about the AFC East in general? I think the number is right for the Buffalo. I like them a lot. I think they're one of the smartest franchises in the NFL. And Mitch Trubisky, to your point, is something like eight games over 500 as a starter. Um, we always judge these players absolutely. But if you judge Mitch Trubisky on the in the spectrum of backup quarterbacks, he's extremely good. You know, like the, it, it can get worse than Mitch Trubisky coming in for a guy like Josh Allen. Um you know, I worry a little bit about the defense for the Bills. I think their secondary is getting a little bit older. Um, they don't. They did draft some defensive linemen and some offensive linemen, uh, you know, last month. Um, but I don't think they're the greatest pass rush team in the world, so that worries me a little. Um, but on offense, they do all the things right. They they throw the ball in early downs. They protect their offensive line with their quarterback, um, and they have wide receivers for days. And they got Emmanuel Sanders in there, so I think they are the class of that division. Um, the Dolphins. They also got a pretty good backup in Jacoby Brissett. Should uh, Tua Tungavaloa, you know, fail here? I, I think they're the second best team in the division. You know, New England is one of the favorites to get Julio. If they get him, I think the calculus changes a little bit. But I'm still a fade on them. I think uh, even though they've gotten some players this offseason, they were one of the worst rosters in the NFL last year. And Bill Belichick took them probably from what should have been a three-win team to a seven-win team. I, I don't know if he can do that feat again. Um, so I, I would see them at a round of 500 team or better. Um, but for the first time in a long time, I think the Jets with Zach Wilson and a very functional coaching staff will be a spoiler in, in some of those games. He is the VP of Research and Development over at Pro Football Focus. You can catch him on the PFF forecast as well on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Eric Heger. Eric, thanks for the time, my friend. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Yeah, Joe Harris has 22 points. He's 6 of 8 from downtown. So, again, all we can do is hope that maybe you made that bet. All we can do is hope that. Also, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about this on the other side here. Corey Kluber already out for the Yankees, so we'll have to figure out if that is an an injury in the making there, Adam, or if it was just uh, performance based. On the other side here, it is primetime action here on MSG Plus.
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSIM when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. For more information, see DraftKings.com. Matt Brown. Jacob DeGrom, four innings, two hits, one earned, no walks, six Ks for him. He is only at 45 pitches, Adam, through four innings, so he is being very efficient. So maybe he will actually get enough work in to uh, to get to that strikeout prop. Uh, who will, Who is not or was not very efficient was Corey Kluber. We do not know as of right now. We think maybe it just might be an efficiency thing as opposed to some sort of injury, but he only goes three innings, 58 pitches, and is out of the game. So keep in mind that Corey Kluber is coming off a season completely lost 
to a shoulder injury, mm-hmm. and he just threw a no-hitter, which obviously means he had to go a full nine innings, much yeah. longer than the Yankees have stretched him out. Uh, he'd already basically been twice through the order because he'd walk three batters, 58 pitches through three innings. Wouldn't be surprised with the way the Yankees tend to manage their starters very carefully if they looked at this and said, A, he doesn't have it tonight. B, we just stretched him out. We might as well just go ahead and get Michael King into the game here in the fourth. Kelly, um, you know, we haven't updated this basketball game as much as we normally do because uh, because we have a full-fledged blowout. Yeah, 67-43 Nets. Uh, still two and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, is this is this good, guys, when you have uh, six assists but nine turnovers in the first <laughs> half? Because that's what the Celtics have right now, and uh, that ain't going to get it done against a team like the Nets, uh, along with shooting uh, 38% from the field, 25% from three. And uh, the Nets just uh, humming along at 57% from the field and 58% from three. Uh, let's see, we've got Joe Harris keeps going, man, 22 points. 22 points in the first half. Uh, a, a little bit concerned that our Jason Tatum over 30 and a half might not get there tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seven points on two of eight, two free throws in the first half. And, you know, this is one of those deals where I don't know how soon they decide to get these guys out of the game if this continues on because, I mean, they would be down to nothing at this point. I mean, I don't know if you think that there is a prayer that you come back, but um, – that is a concern here for some of these player props. And even again, when I was talking about, you know, maybe some of these head-to-heads as well between Kyrie and Harden against uh, against Kimba, because if you're the Nets, again, with the injury concerns that you had with Harden, with the injury concerns, with the guys in and out of the lineup, Durant, we see take a fall right here, no big deal. I mean, it's more of a, more of just getting kind of tripped up or something like that. But I imagine they will certainly be very conservative as well, so um, we might see we might see some extra run for some of these bench guys, and we might see some some early retirement for some of these superstars. Kelly, I imagine that's what will. I mean, again, if this continues on into the second half, yeah, I, I would think so. You're definitely going to want to get Durant and Harden on the bench uh, as soon as possible. Man, that's a it's a nasty a skidding of the shoulder. I guess that, that would be that. Uh, that was if that's the only way that that happened <laughs> yeah, just then, so, then, yeah. then that yeah, that is that is that's a pretty sure gnarly. You guys, did you want proof that the earth is flat? Well, uh, rounded gravity. never would have caused that. <laughs> flat earth is how you skin your shoulder like that, right, Kyrie? By the way, if you're a Mets fan, look away from the television right now because you just had to watch Jacob deGrom leg out a double and barely stay on the base. Like It looked like he might pull a hamstring on the way there, and it looked like he might pull a oh, calf boy. muscle trying to stay on the bag. Let's not have pitchers hit anymore, please. Let's not I mean, do this. Especially when they're good like him, because then they actually have to hit it and run and, you know, do all the things that, that normal people do. He's not a normal person. He's not no. a normal pitcher. <laughs> He's so special. he shouldn't be an abnormal hitter. Let's not have him out there at all. Just let him pitch and get a hitter out there who will be more entertaining to watch. One thing I guess we did miss in this Nets, this Nets game, uh, Jeff Green actually left the, left the game and is questionable to return with a bruised left foot. Mm-hmm. One thing to keep your eye on for uh, games coming up. Is it good when you have a pitcher uh, over strikeout prop and he's thrown six innings and he only has two strikeouts? Because that's where I'm at with Sandy Alcantara right now. It does not look like that's going to get home. Uh, He's only given up two hits. Uh, He's only walked one. Fairly efficient. Only 72 pitches. That said, he is down two to nothing to the Philadelphia Phillies. Vince Velasquez has also been, uh, been really good. Five innings, only two hits against him. Typical Vince Velasquez, he's walked three, but he's struck out five, and uh, he has kept the Marlins off of the scoreboard here. So, uh, and the Reds 
Reds still holding on to that one nothing lead over the Nats. You want to know why, Adam? Love to. The Nats have one hit. That's not good. Uh, the San hit. Diego Padres have gotten a few hits in this inning, and they've tacked two onto Corbin Burns. Two nothing, San Diego, top of the third. Red is still going. We'll update. We'll run down the entire scoreboard and all the sports. It is primetime action here on MSG Plus and VC. NHL and NBA playoffs are here and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Annie McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all of the basketball insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt. Kelly, we have a goal in the NHL playoffs. We have a bunch of baseball updates as well. Let's head over to those right now. The NBA game, uh, it's not looking any prettier if you're no. the Boston Celtics, that's for no. sure. Uh, I believe we're finally at halftime. We are 71-47 at the half. Nets over the Celtics. If you wanted to hop in live, Nets <sighs> minus 23 and a half and 232 and a half. Now, halftime numbers, which I guess we don't we don't spend a ton of time on here talking about halftime numbers, but you can bet the second half. In that situation, you're laying one with the Celtics, and then 114 and a half, 115 is your second half total. So a little bit different how that works. Uh, over in the NHL, we do have a goal. Predators up one to nothing on the Hurricanes. Uh, they are uh, 12 minutes into that game. Right now, the Predators are minus 120 live. Hurricanes minus 110. Kelly, don't get too far with that one. That goal is currently under I, review. I was just going to say, those odds uh, would not make sense otherwise, so maybe it's coming down. We'll see here. Uh, Maple Leafs and Canadians, that is still scoreless. We are a minute and a half into the second period in that game. Over in baseball, Cubs up on the Pirates now, 4-3. to three. Top of the seventh inning, Cubs minus 300 live Pirates. Plus 249.5, the live total in that game. Phillies leading the Marlins 2-0, bottom of the sixth. Phillies minus 500 live. Marlins plus 375 and 4.5, your live total. Reds, 1 Nationals, 0, top of the sixth inning in D.C. Reds minus 150, Nationals plus 120, 4.5 total in that game. Rockies and Mets all tied up at 1, top of the fifth. Mets still a minus 200 favorite. Rockies plus 165, five and a half. The live total. Padres up on the Brewers, two nothing bottom of the third inning. Padres minus 280 live. Brewers plus 225, six and a half. The live to total shaded heavily to the over. Uh, Blue Jays three, Yankees nothing top of the fifth. Blue Jays minus 600 live. Yankees plus 420, and nine and a half is the live total. Indians 2, Tigers nothing, bottom of the fifth inning. Indians minus 450 live, Tigers plus 345.5 the total in that game. Royals up on the Rays, 2-1, to one, top of the sixth. Royals minus 160 live, Rays plus 130, 6.5. 
your live total shaded to the over. Orioles and Twins all tied up at two. Bottom of the second inning, Twins minus 300 live. Orioles plus 240, 12 and a half the total in that game right now. Uh, Braves up on the Red Sox, 2-1, to one, top of the fifth. Braves minus 150 live. Red Sox plus 120. And 8.5 the live total shaded to the under. And a couple games that just got started. Dodgers and Astros, top of the third inning in that game. We are scoreless there. Uh, Dodgers minus 120 live. Astros minus 110. 6.5 live total. And then the White Sox up on the Cardinals early. 2 to nothing, top of the second inning. White Sox minus 280 live. Cardinals plus 225. Nine and a half the total. Updating those hockey games. The goal for Milman Yossi does stand. Nashville takes a 1 nothing lead with 714 remaining in the first. Uh, numbers basically even out there. Nashville minus 117. Carolina minus 109. Coming back. Total five and a half now. And the Maple Leafs get a goal. Gorgeous pass by Alex Galchenyuk to set up the goal. one nothing Toronto. They become huge favorites. Montreal plus 335 to come back with a total of five. In that Cardinals-White Sox game, Kelly, you mentioned that the White Sox up 2-0 early in that thing. That was on not one, but two Cardinals fielding errors in the first inning. Those are two unearned runs. Uh, Flaherty did not give up a hit in that inning, but uh, is down 2 to nothing. So, again, could Adam could not get the win here due to errors and whatever. So again, that's where all this win loss thing gets all gets all wonky and fluky and stuff like that. Yeah, pitcher wins. Definitely let's have a stat that we just pick some numbers out of thin air. <laughs> hey, he's got to go five innings. I don't know, three runs or less. Yeah, that's right. good. Yeah, and, and then the the uh the also the random win whenever it's like, oh, the guy blows a safe, but then the guy but then the they come back and win in the bottom of the inning and like, oh, you get the win, even though you didn't do your job. You uh, get the win. Uh, listen, a pitcher could theoretically go five innings, give up 15 earned runs. His team mm-hmm. scores 16. He's the winning pitcher. So maybe not something to measure pitchers on. A couple quick notes uh, I'm seeing on uh, Twitter here from the late NBA starts, in the uh, well, all from the Suns-Lakers games. Monty Williams said Chris Paul went through shoot-around, will go through his normal pregame routine, and will be, quote, ready to go tonight. So uh, we don't, I guess we don't know exactly how injured that means or if he's just playing through it, but he's ready to go. Uh, and then Frank Vogel has declined to reveal a starting lineup uh, during his pregame press conference. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Cool. Oh. They're going to, uh, they're going to pull names out of a hat and like whoever, <laughs> yeah, and who, whoever, whoever gets pulled gets to start tonight. Uh, Are they like drawing straws to tell Andre Drummond who he's not going to get to start tonight? <laughs> right. Like no one yeah. wants to tell Dre that yeah. he's going to be sitting down. Uh, as we sit, two across the board in favor of the Lakers. So no more two and a halves out there. Two eleven, your total, and then the uh, the the late game, ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific. The Mavericks and the Clippers that has moved to seven and a half at a couple of different books. Seven are still available out there. If you want the Clippers, two sixteen. There is a two fifteen and a half. If you're looking to play the over. Um, in that one, as we you know, as we talked about, Suns lead, lead that series one nothing. Won the first game by nine. Uh, Devin Booker at thirty four, seven boards, eight assists. DeAndre Ayton actually chipped in with twenty one points and sixteen boards. He was 10, 11, 10 of eleven from the floor. LeBron six of thirteen. Anthony Davis five of sixteen. Adam, that is not going to get it done. No, it's not, and it's very difficult to look at those and say. Well, they'll turn around because you don't know the health of these two guys. We have no idea what LeBron James and Anthony Davis really truly are playing through. Are they 50%, 75%? You don't really know. And so it's hard to say just based on that, are the Lakers going to bounce back? 
Mavs and Clippers. Mavs uh, lead that series one nothing. Kelly, you came in on the Clippers. I don't. I, I kind of like that move. I think that they definitely uh, super. Super good value, I think, on that. Uh, one that won the first game by 10. Luka had just a, one of those Luka games. 31, 10, and 11, triple-double. Then Hardaway chipped in with 21. Dorian Finney-Smith had 18. So uh, they made 17 three-pointers in that game, if that lets yeah. you know what you got out of the Mavs, where Kawhi, and his, you know, 26, 10, and 5 line, he had four steals and all that, but really, they're, what happened to them? Three-point shooting. They shot 27% in that game 11 of 40 Kawhi was one of six and Paul George was two of eight and so with that that really is the tale of the tape there in that first game between the Mavericks and the Clippers when we come back we're going to talk some NFL passing leaders and who might be uh, leading the NFL next year when it comes to passing yards it is primetime action here on MSG plus and be I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSEN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Should we take a look at these NFL potential passing yard leaders? We can. We just saw LeBron walk in on the uh, TV down here. He's not sure if he's starting or not because we don't know what the starting lineup is for the Lakers. But well, uh, he, he looked like he was walking like a guy that might start. Well, you know what? Frank Vogel's trying to just keep the mystery of the relationship alive here. Quick piece <laughs> of news before we get to these uh, NFL numbers. Corey Kluber will undergo an MRI tomorrow. Tightness there it in is. his right shoulder. Remember what I said earlier? Yankees have had great health with the pitching staff, mm-hmm. and here it begins. And oh, like we were saying, yeah. they're – you don't come out after 58 pitches in three innings unless there was something going on. So this, uh, this, it's all starting to add up now. And keep in mind, this is the same shoulder in which he tore a muscle last year and missed the entire season. This is sad news for New York sports fans. Let's go, Danielle. Let's talk some. Uh, okay, yards. hopefully no shoulder issues for these NFL quarterbacks this season. We have our two Super Bowl quarterbacks at the top here, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Brady 4-1 to one to lead the NFL in passing yards in the regular season. We also have their 2020 yards right next to them there. Patrick Mahomes plus 550. Matt Stafford also plus 550 for the Rams. Matt Ryan plus 750. Aaron Rodgers plus 1150. And Justin Herbert also plus 1150. Yeah, I mean, you start to take a look at this. So let's remember one thing. We're playing a 17-game season. Mm-hmm. But with that, there's still it, 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 there's still a lot of motivation to get the number one seed. And so I've heard a lot of people saying, well, maybe these guys have this, you know, have a, will have this wrapped up way earlier. And with the 17-game season, they'll be looking to rest these guys a little bit more. But, Adam, with there only being, you know, that one seed being so incredibly important, I mean, maybe you could see the Bucks. Having it wrapped up, maybe if you look at the NFC and just as far as contenders go, I think there are probably, especially if Aaron Rodgers ends up not playing in Green Bay or something, maybe you could see the Bucks wrap up maybe a little bit earlier. I do not think that's going to be the case in the AFC. I think there are a lot of different contenders. I think there's a lot of teams that could be in the mix. And so, um, I don't think that's a disqualifier at all. Um, from a Tom Brady standpoint, though, I mean, if you wanted to at least draw, if you wanted to at least put that narrative out there, I can at least buy into that because I do think the NFC is, is 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 not near as deep as the AFC. No, I think you also have to ask yourself, how long do you want to tie up your money at what return here when we're talking about these bets, right? Tom Brady's four to one here. Do you want to be sitting on a four to one all the way through, you know, early January? That's certainly philosophy as well. But if we're just talking about the game theory here and and how we want to play this out, no, I don't think you have to worry about that 17th game. I don't think you have to worry about, are they going to wrap it up by, you know, 14 Mm -hmm. in? We saw it last year. They have reason to play down to the end with the exception of Patrick Mahomes in week uh, number 17. So looking at this board, only one of these quarterbacks has been in the top five in yards each of the last three years. Do either of you know who that quarterback is? He Justin is Herbert. Each, no, each of uh, the last each of, each of the last five years. Three. Each of the last three years. Oh, each of the last three years. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been the only of these quarterbacks who has been in the top five in yards each of the last three years. He adds Kyle Pitts. I still think he probably has Julio Jones on this roster mm. by the time the season starts. 
you get Arthur Smith, who clearly can manage a passing offense, coming in as the offensive coordinator. And Arthur Smith has been freed of having Derrick Henry attached to his ankles. So if you were to look at this and say, is there any value among the top, top guys here? To me, it would be Matt Ryan at seven and a half to one. You start to look a little bit further down the list if you're trying to hold you know, a lottery ticket. And here's the thing. So we, you look at Russell Wilson, he's sitting at 21 to one. Um, we know Pete Carroll has already said he, I mean, he, he was, he flat out as soon as the season was over. He's like, yeah, we want to get back to running the ball more. I mean, uh, so if we believe him, if we believe that he's telling the truth, then you don't want to be investing in Russell Wilson in an offense that wants to run the football a lot more pretty balanced and, and, and probably should be in Minnesota with what they have in the backfield there with them. So cousins um, to me again, another, and, and also with that division that they play in Adam, I mean, I think they're, there's a chance there's a lot of games that they're in control and with that you know you run the ball more you run the you run the clock out you run the ball more and and you know i i think that that's probably the right game plan for those guys and so you know i think you take cousins out you take wilson out i don't know about mayfield i mean i think there's certainly a step forward for this offense by, i mean definitely but you know at the end of the day they got that two-headed monster in the backfield as well, and I actually think that they're going to be much, much, much better this year as well. I think they could. They, I think they could be involved in a bunch of blowouts. Which of these quarterbacks has improved steadily year after year? Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen's sitting there at fourteen to one. It okay. is not a Buffalo team that is going to be stuck on the no. run, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. know they're willing to pass the ball. If you believe that there's one more step of progression for Josh Allen, and if you look at that division and say, it is very difficult to repeat as a great defense. So you can't just look at Miami and say, well, Miami will be good defensively again. Mm -hmm. You think the Patriots will be better defensively than they were last year because they have so many opt-ins after the opt-outs and the Jets are the Jets. So I, if I were to take a little slightly longer shot would be looking at Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, you see Joe Burrow sitting there at 24 to 1. Problem with him is, and, and so this is where you start to look at the opposite side of the coin, where if a team is going to be bad, then they're not going to have the luxury of running the football. And when you get down, you have to throw the ball every single time. Well, I mean, we can look at the win total is what where, where we see the Bengals. We know that it's way down there. And then we also know they add, you know, another weapon for him in Jamar Chase in that passing attack. We also know that if you look at Joe Mixon, he's a three-down back. He's a guy that catches the ball in the backfield as well. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of options there for Burrow. The problem with that is, again, you know, is he going to have the luxury of staying upright to, to, to do all of this and do enough damage and all that? I mean, I do think the team's going to be bad. I do think they'll be trailing in a lot of games, which is going to have – it was going to equal a ton of opportunities for him. I mean, he might, he might lead the league in attempts if he stays healthy all year. I just don't know if, if yards would be that be, – be one of them. Well, I mean, Danielle, one thing that we all know about football – you cannot throw it from your backside. And Joe Burrow likely is going to spend a lot of time yeah. on his backside. So mm. that's where I'm looking on that list. I, I, if, if, I think this goes without saying, but do not bet Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Like, do not bet Aaron Rodgers right now. Can't even this, believe, yeah, can't even believe it's the same odds as Justin Herbert. Like, with that situation, I mean, like, they should be giving you, you should be, you should be getting much better odds on him than you're getting with this right now. Because, I mean, at the very least, you know, I maybe they figure out something. Maybe they work something out. But you got to think that even if he does play Adam, he he's he's going to miss a couple of games. And so with that, for him to be you know fifth on the board right there, that's just not that's not anything you should be betting. No, but I will say as we look at that next uh, list that we have in terms of passing touchdowns. 
think Rodgers will start to become at least a little bit more interesting when you look at some of the history there. And I know we also have uh, a board on that one. Yeah. Okay. So let's. We, yeah, Danielle, you brought us some other. You brought us some other futures odds here. Besides the passing yards here, yeah, you can look at passing touchdowns as well. So Patrick Mahomes. Odds to be the favorite here at plus 350. Tom Brady, 5-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers is still on this board at 8-1. to one. Josh Allen, plus 950. Russell Wilson, 12-1. to one. Dak Prescott, 13-1. to one. And Matt Ryan, 14-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes makes a ton of sense strictly because they just don't, they don't run in the red zone. I mean, like, they they throw in the red zone. Like, I mean, they do those. They'll get down to the two-yard line. They'll do that little shovel pass to to Kelsey. And like, I mean, they don't they don't run in the red zone at all. And so it makes a ton of sense for Mahomes to be the favorite, and probably rightfully so. And that probably that price is probably about right. Um, uh, you mentioned Rodgers eight to one. I mean, I guess I guess, but again, I don't think he. Right? Is I don't he think he's going to play enough. Play? I just don't think he's going to play enough. So I'll give you the counter argument if you wanted yeah. to bet Aaron Rodgers. Let's yeah. say Aaron Rodgers stays with the Green Bay Packers, which certainly does not look to be a sure thing mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Led the league with 48 touchdowns last year. And Matt, I think you just mentioned that the piece that you have to look at is does this team throw in the red zone or does this team run in the red zone? Last year, of Aaron Rodgers... 48 touchdowns, 35 of them were from inside the 20-yard line. 29 of them were from inside the 10-yard line. So philosophically, if he's there, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of reason to believe that he's not going to get vultured the way some of the other guys on this list are. So who potentially is a problem here that you wouldn't look at betting? Well, I'm not touching Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry attached to him. I'm not touching Baker Mayfield. And only have a one wide receiver because I mean, yeah, I mean like it's AJ Brown, it's AJ Brown and nobody else there. But he, all right, then let me give you a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott are also on this list, right? These are teams that love to run the ball inside the red zone. So as long as you've got Zeke Elliott, as long as you've got Tony Pollard, as long as you've got Chubb uh, and Hunt, then I'm not looking at any of those guys. Again, you go down the board, and you can make the same case for Matt Ryan that you made for Matt Ryan in terms of passing yards. If you think he's going to throw for a lot of yards, you probably think that he's going to be throwing for some touchdowns as well because there is not a running back that they're going to pound in the red zone. Yeah, and and the problem with Josh Allen is why why we – you and I both high on Josh Allen. We think he's going to have an awesome season. We, we we love what he brings to the table. He calls his own number inside the red zone so often that like that is a that is three or four touchdown passes wiped off the board because he's just going to run them in. And so you got to look at some of these guys that that might not be quite as mobile, right? And so that's where you start to look at some of these other guys. I mean, look, Dak is interesting because I imagine he's going to run less with coming off of this catastrophic injury. I mean, I imagine he probably becomes more, a little bit more of a pocket passer. And if we, we, know, we know the ridiculous wealth of weapons that he's got there, you know, at a wide receiver and even at the tight end position as well. So, I mean, he might be fairly interesting at 13 to one, especially considering, you know, again, all the, all the weapons at his disposal. No, I understand where you're, and I understand where you're coming from with the weapons. I think for me that I, I need to see them throw it in the red zone a little more often than than they tend to, just because you know how many drives tend to stall out in that area. We're going to talk the late NBA tips. Nothing really to talk about with this one that's going on right now, but we'll talk the late ones with Drew Densick here at the top of the hour. We'll also run through all of the scores, update you on everything that's going on in this in the landscape of sports. It is primetime action here. On MSG Plus and Visa.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.